Yer, this is Swens, aka Shades, and we want to thank you for always listening to our podcast. Speaking of podcasts, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Now, let me break it down for you. First, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. Shout out to our listeners who are over there in France, London, and all across the world. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to La Taza de Esporto. Sorry about the technical difficulties last week. We're back with you for episode 23, so let's jump right in. In the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, nowhere near their best against Eintracht Frankfurt. Leroy Sané, the difference here off the bench. Um, and, you know, this just speaks to, of course, the quality of the Bayern side and why they're pretty much close to being now on for their 10th straight Bundesliga title, that you're bringing on a player like Sané off the bench, and he's the difference in the 1-0 away win. He's become a much more reliable player for Bayern Munich, uh, not something that I think too many would have said about him last season, but really shining. The big Bayern news, though, however, coming out of the weekend was the Lewandowski contract situation. Uh, apparently no talks just yet in terms of a contract renewal, but that's not necessarily a sign of what's going to happen. He wants to renew no formal offer yet. So if transfer news gossip is kind of your thing, definitely something to pay attention to because of course you're talking about probably the world's best number nine there. So if that situation with Byron can't get resolved, there's going to be a lot of teams who miss out on, let's say, a Holland or an Mbappe that are going to want to go for Lewandowski. Um, speaking of really, really good footballers, uh, there's none hotter at the moment than Nkunku. Uh, I mean, what, like, what is what is there even to say at this point? Uh, you know, me saying he's the most informed player in the world is it's not even exaggeration. It's just a fact. He's subbed on for Leipzig, gets the game winner uh, with their only shot on target, actually. Not not really a great team performance here um, from Leipzig, but he's the difference, as he has been. Hoffenheim and Freiburg also picked up wins in the Bundesliga this past weekend to keep it really tight in terms of that fourth and final Champions League place in the Bundesliga with all three locked in on 40 points. Elsewhere in the top four, Dortmund dropping points against Augsburg. And, and these are points they really can't afford to lose. If they want to have any hope, if Byron do have some stumbles as we get here into the back end of the season, Dortmund need to be getting 
every single point possible. Um, so, you know, not a good sign for the slim, slim title hopes that they probably have. What to watch this weekend. We're going to give you two options at the same time. Pick whichever one you want. They should both be good. Uh, you have Byron versus Leverkusen. Leverkusen, definitely a team if you haven't gotten around to watching at some point this season. Check them out. ton of young talent there. If you want to watch a match that has huge implications for that fourth and final Champions League spot that I mentioned a second ago, you got Freiburg versus Leipzig and both of these are going to be Saturday 9:30 a.m. so a nice start to your weekend. Over in Spain, Madrid win it late versus Rio. Not a good performance. Uh in fact, this is eight eight or nine games in a row for Madrid without a first half goal and it's not a good sign when once again Courtois was their best player on the day. So, you know, as we've said a lot about Real Madrid this season, their fans won't t- care too much if they're celebrating a league title at the end of the season, but definitely not a side that anyone will look back on as a vintage Real Madrid. But again, you win the league, uh, who really cares, right? So from one team who are having trouble scoring to one player, at least this past weekend, who's not having trouble scoring, uh, Jeremy Pino, for Villarreal versus Espanyol, four goals. Um, you know, to be fair, Espanyol do concede quite a bit. Uh, only three teams in league have conceded more goals this season in La Liga than Espanyol, and two of those teams are in relegation places. But nonetheless, that's the tiniest of caveats there. Um, four goals in a match is absolutely outstanding. So definitely a young attacking player to keep an eye on there over at Villarreal. Surprisingly, Atleti once again had a pretty solid performance. Um, Lodi getting the double against Celta Vigo, not someone that you would really earmark as a key goal scorer. But uh, Atleti might just be finding some stability at the right moment in the season. And of course, really the only thing they're fighting for in the league is a Champions League place. We had the Seville Derby this past weekend, and it was pretty much dominated by Sevilla. Um, There were lots of players missing either through injury or suspension. Betis, I think, kind of had one eye on the matchup they have happening in the Cup this week. So I think that might have kind of played a part in the 11 that they fielded. Uh, But a very good performance by Sevilla uh, in a match that they – Definitely wanted to win, especially after some of the nonsense that we remember happening when these two teams met earlier in the season. That's we don't even want to bring up because there's been way too much throughout the continent this season in terms of fan violence and just, you know, absolutely just abysmal behavior, granted, from a small minority of fans, but, you know, not a good look for the game whenever it happens, however small the percentage of people that are involved in it are. We'll finish with Barca here because uh, they're the entertainers right now. 4-0 over um, Athletic Bilbao. Xavi subs making the difference. Um, they go into the half 1-0 up. Aubameyang scoring again, making a habit of that, isn't he? Uh, but Frankie De Jong and Dembele come on and absolutely shine, especially Dembele. Um, 
you know, even if he ends up leaving, if he can kind of help Barca secure Champions League football for next season, which they look like they can, which I would not have said um, a few months back, I think maybe it can kind of, you know, soften that relationship, so to speak, between him and the fans. And I would earmark them as my match to watch for this upcoming weekend in La Liga, just because they've been a really good watch. They've been really exciting. They've been scoring goals. Xavi has them playing some good stuff. So definitely, if you haven't checked out Barca in recent weeks, or even if you have, um, you'll know why they should be a team that you want to watch. And that's Sunday, 10-15 versus Elche. Syria, the most exciting title race anywhere in the world. Um, and the team who looked like they might just have been running away with it have just simply forgotten how to score. And of course that's Inter. Uh, in this match, they had 72% possession, 600 passes, 20 shots, 14 corners, and just can't score. Um, didn't score either uh, against Milan in the first leg of the Coppa Italia semifinal. So it, it's just all sort of falling apart for Inter at the wrong time. Um, Lataro Martinez is in an absolutely abysmal run of form, but unfortunately for Inter, he's not the only one. Uh, they need to turn it around and turn it around fast. Lucky for them, though, Milan drop another dud. My guy, though, Liao, he's shining. One of the only bright spots here uh, in more dropped points for Milan. My favorite match this past weekend, anywhere in any league, Sassuolo versus Fiorentina. Wow, what a match. Uh, it looked like Fiorentina, after going down to 10 men, got a late equalizer through Cabral, only for Sassuolo, Defrel, another sub, to get the game winner, the last kick of the game. Um, so much good talent across both of these two teams, especially Sassuolo, just absolutely loaded with young Italian talent. Um, the question, of course, is how many of them will be playing in the Sassuolo shirt next season. But check that team out. Speaking of teams that you want to kind of make a point to watch, check out Sassuolo uh, if you have not anytime soon. The close second there for my favorite match of this past weekend is, of course, Napoli-Lazio. It looked like Napoli, like Inter, like Milan, we're going to slip. And then Ruiz gets a winner. Um, wow. You know, if, if they end up winning the title, which would be the first time in decades for Napoli, who currently sit top of the table, two points above Inter. Of course, Inter have a game in hand. But we're talking about a goal that is going to become historically important. Um, a 94th minute winner from Fabian Rui. And yeah, it, not, not just that, right? Uh, just an absolute beautiful goal. Um, left footer from outside the box into the, into the corner of the net. And yeah, you know, like I said, it, this could end up becoming not just a historically important goal for Napoli, but for Italian football. Uh, what a match, you know, what, what a way to have capped off the weekend's football and the cap off this episode. And of course, we're going to leave you with 
the biggest match of this upcoming weekend. You absolutely need to watch appointment viewing first place versus second place in what I'll say once again is not just the best league. We already know that, but this year's most exciting title race by far Napoli versus Milan Sunday, two forty-five. Let's hope it's a good one. Um, the last match between these two sides was not, so hopefully this makes up for it. Hopefully you enjoy that. Hopefully you enjoyed listening, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Long sleeve service. <laughs>